Good morning, team. Welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Wednesday, the 8th of September. Yesterday in New South Wales, there were 1,220 COVID cases. Victoria had 246 COVID cases and the ACT reported 19. My name is Sam. Let's get straight into the headlines of the day. The story that dominated the news cycle yesterday was that Prime Minister Scott Morrison travelled home to Sydney over the Father's Day weekend and received a travel exemption from ACT Health to return to Canberra on Monday. As we well know, both cities are in lockdown and talking to Sky News on Tuesday, the Prime Minister denied he was given special treatment, saying that MPs have been given exemptions as essential workers. Victoria has a new opposition leader. Matthew Guy has become the new leader of the Victorian Liberal Party after he defeated Leader of the Opposition Michael O'Brien in a leadership spill. Guy, who led the party between 2014 and 2018, regained leadership after receiving 20 votes to 11 in the spill. The process reportedly took less than 10 minutes yesterday morning. El Salvador has become the first country to accept Bitcoin as a legal tender, and we spoke about this happening a couple of months ago, and now it's actually happened. The nation will accept both Bitcoin and the US dollar, and the government has created a digital wallet app for its citizens to use, and they're going to gift $30 worth of Bitcoin to citizens who use the app. There is, however, some scepticism about the cryptocurrency among citizens, with recent polls revealing 70% of participants oppose the adoption of Bitcoin as legal tender. And today's good news, the northern hairy-nosed wombat, a typical nickname of me, Australia's largest wombat species, has grown from the brink of extinction. The wombat species dipped to as low as 35 in the early 1980s, but has now grown to more than 300 in the past 50 years. I mean, I, I think Mr Morrison has exercised poor judgment in this case. I was a bit surprised when I read he had done this, to be honest. Uh, it's not that he doesn't deserve to see his kids, but so does every other Australian. And I, I think that when your, your people are doing it tough, you've got to do it tough too. Well, it's a bit of a cheap shot, to be honest. I mean, Bill knows full well what these rules are. In fact, he took advantage of them. Three weeks, he, he, he went home and spent the last three weeks rather than being in Parliament because he could return to Victoria. Yesterday, the news cycle and all of the media was focused on this story about the Prime Minister travelling from Canberra back to Sydney where he lives and then returning back to Canberra and receiving an exemption from ACT Health to do so. Scott Morrison sat down for an interview yesterday with Sky News where he defended the move and said that as an essential worker, this was nothing new. Our comment section was flooded with people's thoughts and opinions on this. It is obviously a really emotionally charged period for a lot of people, especially those who have been in lockdown for many, many months. What we wanted to talk about today was a reflection on a conversation that the TDA team had yesterday before deciding whether or not to cover the story. A prevailing thought or value that drives TDA is whether or not something is news or whether it is noise. We always try to stay away from the stories that provide noise without being any sort of value add. It was a really robust discussion where both sides had a lot of merit in terms of whether it was worth a space on the grid for our Instagram followers and whether it was worth a discussion on the podcast. On one hand, there are some compelling arguments to be made about whether this is in the public interest or not. We have two of Australia's largest states and the national capital in lockdown. Millions of Australians have been separated from family and friends for extended periods. 
we had just seen footage of reunions across the New South Wales-Queensland border for Father's Day. It's definitely an important part of the conversation when the Prime Minister of Australia takes the actions that he did on the weekend. There's a couple of other ways to look at this too, one being that the travel is publicly funded. It costs about $100,000. And on a wider level, though, we expect our leaders to be in the trenches with the rest of us in times of national hardship. A lot of the comments in our comment section yesterday were about the fact that a lot of people hadn't been able to see their families and weren't reunited with their fathers for the second Father's Day in a row. And yet the person who holds the highest office in the land as Prime Minister, as this role model for the country, was presumably not in the same situation. Other people in the comment section commented things like, we have bigger issues to focus on, and that there are significant policy areas that voters should be paying attention to, with many highlighting the vaccine rollout as one of those. Whether or not you see this as news or noise is really a personal opinion at this point. It's not for us to tell you one way or another. There were ultimately two different factors that went into our decision to publish the story and to talk about it on today's podcast. On one hand was the decision of the Prime Minister himself to sit down with Sky News for an interview at about midday Sydney time. That gave us an opportunity to stop thinking about the what-ifs and to stop thinking about speculation online and especially on social media, but rather hear some concrete facts about the situation. It's worth noting also that the ACT Chief Minister Andrew Barr delivered a statement around the same time, and between the two of them, we could get a clearer idea of the type of exemptions available to members of Parliament and how Mr Morrison was allowed back into the nation's capital. On the other hand, we really want the Daily Oz to be a tool that's useful, and so if we know that a story is popping up on pretty much every major news outlet, and it's more likely than not to be in your social media feeds, we wanted to make sure that we gave you the the facts and that we gave you a clear picture of what is going on. But I think for the team, it was an interesting day. And it was interesting because we held off on publishing the story until much later in the day. And that's worth discussing. And that's worth thinking about when we consider what we expect of our media. On that meta note, we will leave you there for the day. If you would like to follow the day's COVID news or anything else, follow us on Instagram at The Daily Oz. So over 210,000 Aussies get their news every day, and we would love to welcome you to our community.